Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Here we go. We are rolling and recording another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. So Coming at you, we got Pops and LJ with us today. What's up? How's it going, guys? Oh, good, man. good. What's up? We are, you know, we're just rolling right along. We're... Uh, 2020 seems like it's been going on for two years, but we're nearing the halfway <laughs> point now. Um, but we are coming up on July 4th. By the time people are listening to this, they'll probably, they might be heading to their whatever they're going to do for July 4th. So I just wanted to real quick start off with a little fun. Just pops, when you think of July 4th, name one food. It can be a snack, an entree, it can be a, a chip, any, just one thing you think of when you think of July 4th. Hot dogs. That uh, that's kind of the first thing that came to mind. LJ, what what about you? I was gonna say uh, probably if I wanted to be really specific, Earl Campbell's hot links. Okay. But uh, like generally, them? a hot dog is is right where my brain goes. That's such a Independence Day food. I also think, and I don't know, this is gonna sound like an ad or something, but I think of Lay's too. Just I feel like every mm. every July Fourth, there's gonna be hot dogs and there's gonna be a big family size bag of like wavy Lay's or Lay's, whether it gets eaten or not. It's going to be there. You well, know if we mean? were sponsored, I'd be right with you because I'd say Frito uh, Lay makes Cheetos and uh, I'm all about the Cheetos on the fourth too. So, <laughs> Speaking, you mentioned hot dogs and I mentioned some Lay's and I think we've done this before maybe, but getting some Lay's and crunching them up on top of the hot dog, putting a little crunch with that hot dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime you could add some potato chip to something bready, you're winning. That's that's a yeah. good choice. Yeah. It's 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 a fun holiday. It's it'll, it's a different time than normal, but it still will be good for people to hopefully get together safely and maybe see some fireworks from a distance and everyone. Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully you've been we- seeing them from a distance for quite some time, unless you want to be the other JPP. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have some sports coming. There's a little since the last time we recorded, I believe, or at least the last time all three of us recorded together. We were unsure if the MLB would ever play again. They are now going to roll through with the six-game season. The NBA seems like they're on a fast track to play, whether people test positive or not. So there's no shortage. While sports seems like it's kind of nothing's going on, there's stuff coming. There's stuff on the horizon. And there's no shortage of action going on over with our partners at betonline.ag. The sports world's making its way back. The NBA's coming back. MLB. UFC's already going, boxing's going, NASCAR's going every weekend. You got some international soccer, they're all playing. And Bet Online has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. And if you need more, Bet Online even has some simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live 
every day. That's just on the days that end in Y for all the <laughs> devout gamblers to check out. Bet Online has also offers Bet Online also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the biz. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. All right, guys, let's start with what is the most non-shocking news of the NFL offseason. Cam Newton is now a New England Ah! Patriot. That sounds like a person. That sounds like everybody in the AFC East. That's what they did (laughs) when they heard that same news. On this day, Um, I feel with all the Jets fans, I get you. So interestingly, and I wanted, I I thought LJ would get a kick out of this, and you might already be on top of this, but did you notice that the news of the Cam Newton signing, the the Patriots let Adam Schefter know they were in fact going to sign Cam Newton. 17 minutes prior to the NFL announcing that it was going to punish them for their little camera crew in that Bengals game. I didn't notice that, but I did notice those two stories were on the news. That's genius. Oh, that's so cool. It seems, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it could just be convenient, but it sure seems like a nice Patriots news dump that they knew they were going to get Cam Newton all along. They were just waiting on Roger to give them that punishment go, Oh, by the way, Adam, uh, we are going to sign Cameron Newton. Well, you know, I mean, they did know they were going to get him because it looks like only one other team even reached out to him over the past few months. If I understood correctly. So, Which seems insane to me, right? right? I mean, yeah. he's a well, former MVP. Doesn't that, that tells you he's not healthy, right? He, he can't be healthy or they or can't even out, check like, him. Right? Well, they can't, maybe they can't even check him because of the pandemic. Maybe no teams can check him, but he, was, he wasn't healthy, guys, for a couple of years, you know, and you don't want damaged goods. And I think that I think that the Pats got him for a song and a prayer, uh, basically. Is that your way of saying cheat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a million dollars I, I read up to up to seven point five more in incentives. So, I mean, that's a big song, a long song. Yeah. But I mean, that was the most team friendly to sign a former MVP to a very I mean, that is so team friendly. If say they figure out in training camp that his shoulder is just never going to be the same. They, I mean, a million dollars is a lot to us, but for the New England Patriots, that's what they're going to spend on their backup center, left guard. Yeah. Maybe even that's might be even less than they're going to spend on Stidham's that. Stidham's getting more than that, I bet. I don't know for sure, but. <laughs> I will tell you that there's a lot. There's a, quite a few quarterbacks. There's a handful getting more than Cam Newton. Uh, of those, there's Nick Foles, who's getting paid just a Old little BDN. under. Uh, yeah, BDN. You got Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, not Hill. Is he quarterback? He's getting, well, <laughs> he's getting paid more than Cam Newton either way. Uh, Chase Daniels is being paid more than Jameis Winston wow. and Cam Newton combined. Wow. Whoa. I mean, it just, Marcus, and if Cam Newton, speaking of, Dad, you mentioned uh, they did give him some incentives to reach up to $7.5 million. If he reaches the max incentive, he will then get paid the same amount as Marcus Mariota, who is probably going to be the backup quarterback for the Raiders. So, well, hey, Kevin, you got poor Patriots. I think they paid Antonio Brown nine million dollars for one game. So they're, they're you know, they got to make up some money somewhere. Well, <laughs> well, this isn't as much of a Patriots thing. As I just, I guess, I just don't understand why would why would no other team at least take a shot? I, the yeah. cap, I mean, unless they're just worried that he's going to cause too much disruption in the locker room as far as like. He's too good to be a backup quarterback. And so, yeah, that, as I mean, soon I guess you bring him in. Obviously, there's a good reason why you, you can't have him in places where you've got a solid starter. Uh, Russ, he's not going to be Russ's backup. Because, like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking LJ is so like the Cowboys paid Anthony, uh, Andy Dalton 
the veteran minimum as well. Yeah. So why? I mean, Cam Newton is much more like Dak Prescott than yeah. Andy Dalton is. So it makes sense. He'd be a great backup quarterback. I, but unless you're worried that as soon as you bring Cam Newton in, you're it sounds like you're maybe thinking we're not paying Dak or something. Well, there I is. Guess. I think there is but, that that Tebow effect, which uh, when somebody's got enough publicity. Then, like the Broncos, it didn't matter how well Kyle Orton played, which he did not play well, to be honest. But it didn't <laughs> matter fair. how well he played. Tim Tebow was taking over that team because he had too many fans. The crowds would chant as soon as an interception was thrown. And so if Cam Newton's on your team, I mean, you've got that. It's what, what dad, I think you're the expert on uh, old uh, football maxims. What do you have if you have two quarterbacks? You have no quarterback. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, so the Patriots might be the only real landing spot for him. So, well, it just may, I don't know. Maybe Cam Newton has nothing left in the tank, but it it wasn't that long ago that I think he gets a bad rap for that Broncos. Yeah. He gets a bad rap for that Super Bowl where the Broncos just crushed him. And And he jumped away from that fumble. Yeah. But let's be honest. That Broncos defense was amazing. And, uh, he had a bad game against maybe the best defense we've seen in a few. In, well, I, would, in the last I genuinely five years. would say like top twelve defense all time, easily maybe top eight or something. Um, and so yeah, he, he had a bad game, and team. it does happen. It sucks that it happened on the biggest stage in football. Yeah, well, why are we apologizing also- for? I mean, Cam, you're worth what you get paid. I mean, that's that's what he came to an agreement with. Is, is anybody in the wrong here? I, mean, I think every team that didn't look at him, I think, is slightly in the wrong. Is is the only thing I'm getting is I think he's worth more than that. I think he's I, worth. A, he I, think well, what, right. I guess what I'm getting dead. What I'm getting to is, is why is the stink on him? You know, I mean, guys get hurt all the time. Why is this? He want to let's look at his MVP season when he went 15 and one and one and, and end up with like 40 touchdowns. Can you name two skill players on that Panthers team? <laughs> Fair. Greg Olson and Kelvin Benjamin, but yeah, not the average guy can, and that's not too. And I think Olson was out. The and next actually, year. no, Benjamin wasn't even there. They got Benjamin the next year. I'm looking at the roster. Okay, well, maybe not. Okay, <laughs> so I'm just saying. And then it does his best running back probably throughout his career was Jonathan Stewart or Mike Tolbert. Who I mean, they're pros, but they're nothing great. Right. And then they get Christian McCaffrey once he's banged up and hurt. I I just feel like. Because, because of course they need it. The Patriots might have just gotten a steal yeah. for nothing, and it's on the rest of the NFL. If it works out for the Patriots, it's the NFL has no one to blame but themselves yeah. for. Well, the but, hey, but in. Cam Newton might won't you know be jumping at the opportunity to go get a title with with one of the best coaches to ever coach the game too. So you know, it's I think it's a little give a little get a little. But you're right, the Patriots may have swooped in there and made a a hell of a steal. Could well, be. Who is? It, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it the Browns or the Bills that were the only team that talked to him outside of the Patriots? I think it was the Browns. I don't remember who it was, but I did. I just saw the report. I believe it was from Shefford or Schefter or Ian Rapport who just said he got little to no interest. Just one other team even called. I want to say it was the Browns, if I read correctly. But um, so the the broader question is, LJ, does this change the view of? your view of what the Patriots can be this year. It sounds like yeah. I know the answer. But. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought they were going to be good this year, better than expected this year because Bell Belichick is probably the best football coach that's ever coached outside. I mean, you know, you, you got to throw in some names like, uh, like Walsh and like, uh, 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 what was the 72 dolphins? Um, Shula, Don Shula, Shula. You got to throw in Shula. I mean, there are some great coaches, Jason Garrett. Uh, yeah. Jason Garrett, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Bill Parcells as a Cowboys coach, uh, uh, but but yeah, so I, get, I, I get where you're going. I think that they're uh, 
they're they were going to be a good team, and now I think they're going to be an excellent team. And God, I'm just so annoyed. I'm just so annoyed that the Buccaneers and the Patriots are going to be the two best teams in the NFL this next year. And I just couldn't be I mean, more upset. If I had the, if I had the choice, so if you're if you're Bill, ooh, this is interesting. If you're Bill Belichick and you have the choice, I think I'd probably if you're just saying the same value, I'd probably rather have Tom Brady for this year over Cam Newton. But if you're saying I can have Tom Brady at 20 million or Cam Newton at 1 million, I think if I'm, I'm Bill Belichick, where, I'm probably happy I'm Bill Belichick. At equal at value, point. I think I still take Cam Newton because he's younger. No, he's younger. I was going to say, I think that yeah. certainly factors in. He's younger. If Cam Newton, if he's anywhere near his 2015 year, oh my God. I mean, if he's even, clo- if he's yeah. even close yeah. to yeah. it. But, but Josh but, McDaniels now is his OC. And, but he and hasn't been for. Since right. then, so right. so I mean, it's it's a gamble, but boy, it has potential to really pay off for uh, both parties. If Cam does good, oh, he can write his own check next yeah. year. Yeah. So what is it? Does it change? I mean, it sounds like I get your I'm getting your opinion too. Dad, does it change the the your view of what the Patriots can do this year? Yeah, I'm not the biggest Cam Newton fan, but he is Superman back there. I mean, he has got the ability. <laughs> To, I mean, he can throw the ball deep. He's got legs. Uh, he can he can move. I mean, he's big. He's strong. I mean, his potential is is endless, and he's – how old is he? I'm going to guess early 30s? I think he just turned 30, maybe. I yeah, think he's younger he, than me. I think he's 27, 28, 29, so, maybe. I mean, it, yes, it definitely changes my outlook on the Patriots. I think. 31. He's just turned Oh, 30. he's older than me. That makes me feel he, better. He's in his prime <laughs> as a quarterback. Yeah. I mean – I'm just – I'm super fascinated to see what, what Bill Belichick does. I mean, I – I, obviously, Tom Brady, Belichick, and Josh Manos have been really good, but I for a long time, I mean, we all know that. But I, I think it's been kind of clear that McDaniels and Belichick both were at least interested in running something with one of these mobile quarterbacks. They they kicked the tire. They obviously kicked the tires on Tim Tebow. They kind of it, there was a lot of rumors that they wanted Lamar Jackson in that draft. I think they've been interested in the in the next move of the NFL with the scrambling quarterback. And so now they got one, and they got one that's sturdy, and they, we know they have a defense behind them. And we talked a lot about their skill players being bad, but they're as good as the what Cam Newton had at the Panthers, if not better. So I, I'm interested. Who, who does this make? Who's the favorites in the AFC East? I think it's between probably the Bills and Pats, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. the Pats. I think now. I, I don't. I don't like. I would have questioned it six months ago. I would have said, yeah, I think it's the Bills. Actually, I think it's the Pats. Yeah, I think so. Too. I probably agree. Yeah. Well, and Richard Sherman has, but he did he did tweet out when the signing became or when the signing was reported that how many former league MVPs had to sign for the league minimum? Just ridiculous. A transcendent talent and less talented quarterbacks are getting fifteen to sixteen million a year, which I believe he's referencing to black quarterbacks are getting less when yeah. Chase Daniels is getting a lot more. I don't know. There's I don't there's a, there's. Richard Sherman's opinion, there's the complete opposite. It's probably lies somewhere in the middle where I do think there's some owners who just think a franchise quarterback, they know what it looks like. Yeah. And it looks like Peyton Manning. It looks like Tom Brady. And we are shifting from that, but I just it is interesting to me that a, a former MVP didn't even get a call. But I think a lot of that had to do with, and I think Dad references, a lot of that had to do with there's a lot of questions about his shoulder and his foot. And I don't know if player I don't know if teams could have looked at him before signing him and you know, a million dollar investment, even if it is a league minimum, is still an investment, and not even get to put your your team doctor's eyes on them. Well, and I, if I'm a team trying to look to even think about signing Cam Newton, I probably don't even want him on a plane right now, right? I, I don't want yeah. him anywhere he could get sick. So, chances are you're just gonna have to take his word for it uh, that his shoulder's feeling great at this point. From one really, uh, 
high-profile athlete, big man. Uh, we go to LeBron James, and he was in the news, not for anything he did, but because ESPN just had a new show come out on Sunday called Backstory. And this, I think it's going to be a series where they just kind of do the backstory on different things that happened in sports. What a good idea. And one of them was the decision, and it was LeBron's decision. And it was really interesting because a lot looking back, and I think LeBron would tell you the same thing, if he could do it over again, he wouldn't do it the same. It didn't work out the way they had planned it. But apparently, they weren't the ones that came up with it, LJ. It came from a fan wow. from Ohio. Whoa, no. That fan had different expectations of what that night might be. <laughs> well, it was a 38-year-old Pistons fan, actually, oh. who was from Columbus, Ohio. And he is identified before this documentary. And this is, or before this show, it's kind of been rumored, but no one knew for sure. He was identified only as Drew. Because Drew sent an email to Bill Simmons for one of his mailbag oh, posts no. back in November of the 2009. Page two mailbags. I remember those. Yep. <laughs> a full seven months before the decision. And he suggested the idea of just saying, you know what LeBron should do? Because we all knew that LeBron was becoming a free agent. A lot of people kind of thought he still might stay with Cleveland because he's an Ohio guy. But everyone knew like, like teams were lining up, like making their, making their uh, salary cap fit to where they could at least try to court him. And so he hit Drew's uh, idea was just why don't why doesn't LeBron in his camp just you know make this like a big primetime television thing where we all watch it put it on ABC how many eyes would it get and uh, Bill Simmons kind of joking around went up, like played along with it was like hell if I was him I'd make it a week long thing and make it a pay per view forty four ninety nine and yeah. see who all would pay for it I bet some people would have paid for it yeah man. but um it turns out after that uh, Bill Simmons talking with. Uh, some of LeBron's camp, he just got into a room with Leon Rose, who was his agent at the time, and Maverick Carter, who's his right-hand man and now one of his, one of his agents, and uh, just floated the idea, and they really liked it. So then uh, Bill Simmons floated the John Skipper, and then it became a thing. That's how it all started. It was not a Le- wow. like a LeBron and his camp thought about this. It was all just a guy, and he's actually uh, – I, I forget. They have his name out there, and it was funny. Listening, he, he, has a, he was on a radio show, and he was asked about it. And he was like, well, I always I, I joked around about, about to my friends all the time that I floated this out to Bill Simmons a long time ago. And he even put it in his mailbag. So I'm the one who came up with it. But he was kind of just joking. Yeah. And then it turns out like Bill Simmons even released the email that he sent to John Skipper. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. That was, so it really is. Like, Drew from Ohio <laughs> is the idea that the birth behind the decision. I just thought that was crazy. That is funny. We should get him on the pod. See if he has any other ideas. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he can tell it to us before he tells it to everyone yeah, yeah, else. Because, yeah. uh. Um, and ever since the decision, really, that kind of started the whole player power movement, I feel like, in the NBA, where players didn't just sign with other teams. They, they, they tried to line up their free agencies and, and stuff. So I think that was uh, yeah. one of the big moments that. in the NBA where that kind of shifted. I think it just shifted where players realized, oh, we do have power. If we, we sign what contracts we want, if you want to sign a four-year deal to line up with so-and-so instead of signing a seven-year deal – it might benefit you in the long run. Now you see guys signing these one-year deals and two-year deals. And and it was funny. The owners before didn't like the long-term deals because they paid so much money. And now the owners don't like the short-term deals yeah. because it doesn't give them any they security want, They want their, their long-term so. deals for no money. They want the Scotty Pippen deal. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's definitely what the MLB owners want. Um, <laughs> speaking of some play that, that uh, like talking about players wielding power, uh, it looks like some college athletes have kind of been doing the same here here as of late. Yeah. Uh, the the state of Mississippi has now decided to change its state flag 
from taking the Confederate uh, emblem out of it. It It's the only flag still with the Confederate emblem in it. And it had been that way for 126 years. And now this has been something that has been, that people have called for for years. It's not like this just happened here recently. Just kind of got bigger here recently. But it seemed like it kind of gained some steam and momentum when Mississippi State star running back Kylan Hill took to Twitter vowing not to play for the Bulldogs until the flag was changed. That ended up leading to widespread calls from different student athletes at Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And even SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey putting out there that if they don't change the flag, he doesn't know if the SEC would play in Mississippi. Wow. So I, Wow. I hadn't it, heard that. That's wow. Do I mean, is this something that was going to – I don't know. Is this something that was going to happen either way, you think, or is this something where these athletes really kind of – Got it rolling, LJ. Do you have any thought on that? Or well, I mean, uh, yeah, I think one one perspective is we have been talking about Confederate flags in state flags for uh, you know, I mean, probably for a long time. But in my sort of like awareness, like six seven years now, and uh, and all of the new movement of Black Lives Matter and stuff like that has really changed a lot of people's opinions on what's worth keeping around. So I do think that there's part of it that like that would have naturally sort of taken its uh, its place. But I know that Mississippi football is about the most important thing in Mississippi. So I don't know. I, I I'm very anti like college sports right now because I, I feel like it's not fair what they get paid for what they generate, um, which is a college scholarship for millions of dollars. Um, but if they wield this kind of power, then then I'm actually all for it. Like that's, that's incredible to be able to change your entire state. Because you decided well, you don't and that's really go to kind of camp. what that's kind of what piqued my interest. Because, like you said, we've long we've long known that college players are not getting the dollar value that they bring for these universities. Which, and to stress, but, they get a lot. They do get a college education, which is very, very important. But yeah, they don't get what they're generating. But it seems interesting that they're kind of finding, oh well, we still have even if we're not getting the the dollar amount we want. We still have a power that they didn't maybe think they had before. Like we go to the running back Oklahoma State, who called out uh, Mike Gundy for wearing an OAN shirt. Right, right. And Mike Gundy then later apologized for it. And then you have guys over at Kansas State. Uh, there was a, a student at Kansas State tweeted out a very insensitive comment. Uh, it was a it was a month to the day after George Floyd had passed, and uh, a student. And I'm just going to leave his name out of it just because he didn't not, even deserve I, the notoriety. You can find it if you want to find it. So he posted on Twitter saying, quote, congratulations to George Floyd on being drug free for an entire month, a month after he died, which is just stupid. I mean, it's just it's dumb enough. Why to would think you be it. that and mean? It's even stupider. To, yeah, it's just. But a day after McNeil posted, the university tweeted that it's launching an immediate review into the and seeing how they're going to handle the tweet. And the players decided that wasn't good enough. And a bunch of players immediately called for more punishment and they wanted they wanted the university to act quicker and the university a couple of days went by and nothing really happened and then the players joined together and said as a group they would not play for Kansas State until something happened until at least more action got taken by the university and now the university is taking more action into it so i, I just it, it is interesting to seeing younger people and and these student athletes finding out they have a power and a voice that they maybe didn't yeah. realize they had before Pops, I mean, do you have any thoughts at all? Or? I, I do. I have thoughts on both of them. On any yeah. of it? Yeah. Yeah, on both of them. Um, uh, as far as I want to talk about the Mississippi State issue first. Yeah, um, go ahead. Please. In the Confederate flag, because I, I, I guarantee you there are some people that I know that I would loosely call friends, you know, that, uh, that, that probably have some Confederate flags. Not any I can think of, 
I've sure. never had one, never flown one. Um, uh, it, and to me, if it irritates some people that much, let's get rid of it. I'm fine with that. Totally right. fine. And I, and I, and I like what, uh, the running back at Mississippi state, uh, Hill, Colin uh, Hill. you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of with him on that. And I, and I like the fact that Mississippi is going to change Can I ask their what, state flag. Did he, did he say something specific that you liked, or because I didn't said, hear his well, no, statement? No, no, no. Okay. I, I think just he just he was from Mississippi. He's a Mississippi guy. He yeah. knows the state, um, but he just I think he had said I think I've this had is my home. I'm done with this. I don't want to play under that flag anymore. And I, yeah. Okay. I, I get that, and I respect that. Yeah. Um, now, can I piggyback the, off what you're saying? Yeah, or are you yeah, going to go more right after? I, I want to talk about Kansas State in a minute, but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I like what you're saying, too, there, because there are people out there that are flying the Confederate flag specifically to rub feathers and bother other people. And I'll just leave my opinion there. But there, but there's also other people who I think have the – and I have a, a friend who has the Confederate flag and on a cooler. And I think it was more so they just did it because it was a cool sticker and they like Dukes of Hazard. They, they've seen other friends do it. They just thought, whatever, pop it on the cooler. This It goes with the other 22 stickers on their cooler. Yeah. And, but then it's just like when before, and LJ, we've talked about this before, use, I've, we've both used homophobic slurs yeah. before that yeah, would yeah, bother yeah. other people. And then we realized, oh, there are people that, that that really bothers. Okay, I'll quit saying it. Yeah. I think that friend would do the same thing with the Confederate flag. Like, oh, I did not even realize this would really bother you. And if it does... Let's scratch it off the cooler. Let's take it's just a sticker. It's just a I mean, it's not it's not like it's the American flag to me. You know, it's it's different. And I and I think there's a lot of people out there that have the flag who aren't necessarily doing it to be racist. They're just like, oh, oh, this is this is there. Now there's people on the other side of the coin, but I, I'm with you, Pops. I think there's a lot of people out there who just if if it's bothering you, let's get rid of it. Let's I don't there's no reason it. to I'm okay with it. It's it's not no hair off my nose. You know, it, it Anyway, I would say get rid of it, and I'm I'm glad Mississippi is is moving in that direction. Yeah. Uh, now on the Kansas State thing, I think, and I, I kind of want to say this: the guy that made the very insensitive tweet, uh, or whatever, however he did, yeah, this yeah public it was a tweet. thing. He put his name on it. You know what? Props. All right. If you feel that way, if you're Natalie Maines with uh, uh, with uh, who's the group I love, the Dixie Chicks, Dixie Chicks, and, yeah, and you want to say something? It's a free country. You can say it, and you put your name on it. I mean that you're allowed. You, bad bad taste is not uh, legislated or whatever. It's not illegal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's you not can, illegal. You to can have be bad an taste. asshole. You're legally. You, you can, can be, be an, an asshole. asshole. <laughs> you know that's exactly right. And I kind of, I, I, you know, I get the peep, the Kansas State players and their thoughts, but I, but it seems like that they're thinking about punishing the university for not instituting this policy. I mean, you can be a dick. It's not against the law to be a dick. And if it, again, I guess I won't say his name not to further his cause, but he did put his name on it. It seems to me, if you got a problem with it, go call the guy up. Now, I may be advocating violence. I don't know. I'm not not trying to advocate violence. I'm just saying, go to who made the statement and talk to that person. Can I say- Kansas the, State pay a price. Is, well, is the, my my, my last understanding is that that guy um, also started a white nationalist group on campus. Um, if he had started, let's say, a Nazi group, at some point you got to say this is not acceptable on our college campuses, right? I think you have to say it's not acceptable if it's inciting violence and and stuff like that. I mean, you, you can't help how somebody be- or you can't the way they believe is the way they believe. If it starts causing disruption in classes and things like that, then I think you have to 
to deal don't with think it. if he keeps throwing out comments like that, it's not at some point going to cause disruption. It, it, it might in my day, and I don't even go to school there. Well, and so I, I don't know. I think maybe I just don't know that the students, the, the athletes, should should potentially punish Kansas State. I think Kansas State maybe somewhere in their academic and their uh, their chancellor might should go, hey. Mr. Hill, I can't even remember the guy's name, and I've got it somewhere, but whoever made the We'll call him D-Bag. D-Bag. <laughs> you know, this is just not what we want on our campus. We would really like you to consider transferring maybe or something like that. Maybe try to handle it first like that. But, I, but I, I mean, but but he did get in trouble for trying to start a white nationalist group. So they, they obviously have tried and then nothing changed because he's still – um, trying, I mean, like he's making jokes in bad taste about people that have died to police brutality. I mean, like it's, uh, he's a, he's a, he's kind of a dick. I mean, I think that's, yeah. And, and, <laughs> you know. and you're, and I do think that that is an interesting point that, that is very true to America that you're making is that you're legally allowed to be an asshole and Kansas state yeah. is a public school. So like if Kansas state decides to make decisions based on what you are allowed and not allowed to say that is limiting free speech. It's not like if someone wants to delete my Facebook account, that's within their rights because that's a private company. But if somebody wants to kick me off of a public campus, that's a little bit different, a little bit harder to do. And I think that's a very valid point to bring up. Um, And I do appreciate that because I hadn't really thought about it in that perspective. But I do like that the players say, screw this guy that hates me because I'm darker than him. Um, I don't want to play for a campus that allows that. Um, and I think that's their right too, right? Like, absolutely, that's their right. A total agreement. I, I think it's just I wish they'd take the university maybe out of it somehow. And I don't, I don't have an answer. Yeah, I mean, I, I think just, that's kind of the thing is how can you? Because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, a tough one. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's that is that is the quandary is who do you punish for that the wrong acts of other people because they they don't have any way to actually come down on that guy that that is an interesting point well you've had you've brought up something you've kind of i you have me torn now like i don't know because I, I if i'm a kansas state alum i don't want that person even if it's just one person he's representing kansas state you know he's even if it's not like as their president he's still it you know i don't want kansas state to be associated with anybody that thinks that way if I'm a Kansas State alum. But right, if he was like a U of A you alum. You can't just tell I mean, a guy not be, to say a certain thing. You know, you're well, right. I guarantee you, you there say. were some U of A people they, then and now that probably think like this guy. And yeah. those guys, let's ostracize them and get away from them. But I don't know that, again, it's-, it's You can't suppress them. You can't tell them. You can't stop them from talking. You can't, I mean, stop you can't say- Well, you can stop them from tweeting. I mean, Twitter could do something about it. Um, you can stop them from uh, organizing hate groups. Um but but that is I mean that is definitely an interesting point that we fight for the ability like it it like my argument for why Kaepernick's kneeling is a good thing is that uh, our veterans fought for his ability to do that and so while some of them might be offended that's what they fought for mm-hmm. and it's the same this way too you can't you can't just take it when you agree with it right and that's so right. it is the same that our veterans fought for him to be able to put dumb shit on the internet um, even if I disagree with it and so. I don't know. I don't know. That is interesting. I mean, screw the guy. I think we can all agree. Screw yeah. the guy. <laughs> I'm but. not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. But there's <laughs> other people I'm not fans of that get to say what they want to say, too. So Yeah, right. There right. you go. Well, do you mind if I say something real quick? I do. I would like to say something <laughs> on behalf of some of our friends over <laughs> at 
What a weird <laughs> Oh man. We were knee deep solving the problems of the world. Bring it. Bring it like, anybody need their balls shaved? <laughs> oh God. Uh, well let me just this ask you this. Online. Would you like to get your ball shaved? Because <laughs> we've got a friend. <laughs> Okay, so how did I how did I even start where I was before? Like, <laughs> wherever it was was a mistake. I'll say that. But <laughs> yeah, your segue, like, your segue was a little tough. That one there, but how, well, how there was no way to segue. There was no way to segue. From, Look, everyone has the freedom to say what they want in the world, and that's why I want to talk to our <laughs> well. Freedom of speech is a thing, and so is freedom to shave the right way. And. I used to shave the wrong way, cutting myself, doing all kinds of terrible stuff that was painful. And that was before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. (laughs) Oh, okay. Wow. Their ad read is very interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to do about that, but okay. Yeah, well, finish it up there, bud. I don't know where to go from here. Um. Man, it's time to start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. The Manscaped Lawn Mower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is their third generation, hence the 3.0. The third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And they spent 18 months, 18 months wow. perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes. That is a long <laughs> time. Yeah, you need 90 but minutes. This is not your, maybe, this maybe is your first you rodeo. So, yeah, you were sick and tired of the nicks and tugs, and you just haven't shaved in a long time. Well, we got a battery that lasts up to 90 minutes, so you can take the longest Kevin, can I, of your life. If, if I needed to use it in the shower, is that possible? Well, the water-resistant technology actually allows you to shave shower, bat, I mean, wherever you need to shave, wherever you wow. need to. Wow. Are there any cool one features? Of the coolest, one of the coolest is actually the <laughs> LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming, because... We all want to be precise. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is convenient charging dock powered by USB. So many people have written in stories about how the Lawn Mower 3.0 has changed their lives. They even included pics. So, Whoa, don't want to see those. so I could see. I have not seen these pics yet, and I will be okay if I don't. So, that, so, so the creators of the Lawn Mower 3.0 could see the smoothness for themselves. And... Let me just say they they have a they vouch for them. If you if you if you use Manscaped and want to share your pictures, none of the three of us want to see them. I just no, want to make that no. clear. Yeah, let's this, just, this is something you you're like, just going to have to take our word on. Okay. <laughs> if you have any of those pictures, you can email them to not us at uh, email dot com. Uh, get twenty percent off plus free shipping when you put in the code armchair at manscaped.com. That is armchair a r m. C-H-A-I-R at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. <laughs> Let me just say, that ad read was tough to get through with a straight face. <laughs> that was a lot. And I didn't succeed. Mm. Okay. Wow. Um, mm. um, well, well, okay. Yeah, if I, if I needed to gamble after I shaved my balls, 
Yes, after that 90 minutes spent, you're probably just hankering to gamble. And uh, let me tell you about our yeah. friends over at BetOnline. Like you already were gambling. Yeah. <laughs> Not with the Lawnmower 3.0. There was no gamble there. Oh, I guess there's yeah, it's a safe bet. BetOnline.ag has all the best odds and lines. We got sports on their way back. And if you need more, you don't just want to bet on live sports. BetOnline also has the simulated stuff, whether it be NFL, NBA, UFC, you pick it, they got it. And they also have live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive <laughs> mobile, your Mobile, hostile, bonus. agile. <laughs> betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Okay, clearly segues have been tough on this podcast, LJ, so I'm just going to ask you if you know of any good conspiracy theories. I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, fire away. Okay. So this is something that's come to me Get me lately. out of the driver's seat because I'm about to wreck this car. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you guys have noticed, obviously, that a lot of TV shows have had episodes taken down for use of blackface lately, right? Yep. And e- even this, yeah. absurd situations where, uh, like, for example, in Always Sunny, they're making fun of blackface as a concept. Like, that, the whole joke is that blackface is stupid, and they're cutting that. And in uh, Community, they're making fun of... Uh, a guy who doesn't understand the cultural uh, implications of painting himself black. And in golden girls, they're making fun of women that put mud on their faces. Right. And so it is getting a bit absurd, right? The, the type of thing that they're taking off the air for, for blackface purposes. Right. So agreed. I agree. So I've got this theory that major uh, corporations with, uh, cause major corporations often tend to be right wing leaning um, are taking off these episodes to try to uh, diminish the points of the Black Lives Matter movement. So you see that your favorite episode of Always Sunny gets cut and you're saying, oh, this is those Black Lives Matter jerks who are ruining. But nobody in Black Lives Matter has ever held up a sign that said, can we change Aunt Jemima, please? Like that. Nobody cares. Like that's not important to anybody making these marches. And yet we're making these big corporate changes that have no effect on anything that anyone's actually marking for, marching for. Um, to try to, I, I think there's a concerted effort to try to make the marches look like they were over silly shit that made your day less convenient. Well, because to your point, cancer cult, cancel culture at times can be annoying because it feels like we're canceling any and everything out there. Sure. And so it does with, with some of what you're saying, it does make it sound like, oh, here we go again. The BLM's canceling another thing that makes no sense. Right. Where in all actually, I mean, I haven't seen one person go, you're damn right they're taking off that Always Sunny episode. It's about damn time. Like, I haven't seen anybody just clamoring for that. And even I haven't seen anybody celebrating it either. I'll give you one more, uh, like, kind of example of how I think that this is kind of proof that there is at least something going on. Um, That uh, So Tina Fey came out recently and apologized for her episodes of 30 Rock where she used blackface within them. which I think is fair to do. And she asked that uh, all the streaming services take down those episodes. And uh, so then this corporation that is known in every news article that I read as a liberal black uh, uh, Black Lives Matter movement has asked for her Twain Award from the Kennedy Center to be revoked. They're not trying to cancel her. She canceled herself, this group says. Now, when you look up the group, it's Project 21, which is a conservative group that hates cancel culture. So to me, that that further indicates that there's they're working against their own interests to try to prove that this whole thing is silly. 
It's an interesting thought. I hear you. Um, and there may be some truth to that. Yeah, that, that's interesting. So I guess maybe the thing I'm saying real quick, just for audience members, is if you start seeing this like concept that like Black Lives Matters took an episode of the Golden Girls from you, that's not what happened. I, I don't believe that that was these marches. I think this is either corporations trying to show that they are woke, if you will, or they're trying to at, at worst, they're trying to, you know, trivialize the entire, maybe the entire trivialize movement. Yeah. The movement. Yeah. yeah. Um, so either way, that's not what anybody's asking for when when they're talking about when when people are marching on the streets of Chicago, none of them are talking about Aunt Jemima. Well, and it, and it could also be LJ, and it, I I think you're onto something. But it could also be I've just thinking out loud. It, maybe it's the the bigger corporations going, okay, well we'll throw a. We don't really want to give them what they're asking for, but we'll throw this out there to where it looks like they've got a victory. When it's I think a very that's minor why it's, victory. It's, actually, it's not what they're wanting to. If I'm correct, I think it's a win win for these corporations if they're right leaning. Right. And there's no problem with being right leaning. I think that, like, uh, obviously on this show, we say that your political we just talked about it. Your political views are not uh, indicative. That was right before we started talking about balls yeah, and testicles. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> because we have a great show here. Um, but uh, but if you're right leaning, then this is a win win for you because it invalidates a very far left movement while also telling those people that are on the left, like, Hey, we hear you, we get you. And so everybody sees this. You don't even have to ask. We're going to, we're going to, it's a win on either kinda. side because, uh, you know, yeah. So, so that's why I think it's interesting is if they're truthfully, if they are, you know, just making the decision because it's like, I'm, I just sick and tired of seeing blackface on my streaming service or whatever. I'm Hulu. I don't want to see this anymore. And if that's the case, great. But I do think that like, People should know that that's not what people are asking for in this. That's not why people are marching. That's not why people are tearing down statues. They don't care about the Golden Girls. They don't think that the Golden Girls are racist. Like the episode that the Golden Girls got pulled down was actually an episode that was pro interracial marriage, um, which almost even furthers my point, I think. But uh, yeah, I just yeah, I think it's an interesting conspiracy, at least. I, I, I'm, I'm interested. I like that. I haven't really thought about it. I have seen those and thought this thing, who's asking for this. I don't understand yeah, why no. this is coming. I haven't thought of, and it usually is interesting. Look at who it benefits to when something happens, yeah. you look at who it benefits and it does seem like a win-win. Um, Pops, you had some stuff that, what, what was it? No, I'm not well, actually segueing, but what was the topic? I had great segues. I, well, I, kind of I meant to write it down. He's generally the down. sultan of Segway, yeah. but today he is uh, the struggling Segway man. We're cutting well, your pay for you this tell one. Me, you tell me the topic and I'll have a Segway for you. <laughs> well, I have, I have two topics. One I want to bring up before I bring up the one that's a little more important to me is, did you see that the number one basketball prospect of 2022 signed with a team today? Did you see that, Kevin? No, uh, but I, can I have State? a guess at who? Yeah. Or where he signed? Well, whoops. Well, go ahead and have a guess, LJ. Let's see Did how you Did you hear me? I definitely just Kevin, said I didn't hear it. you. Was it, was okay. it with Arkansas? No, it was not okay. Arkansas. No. Okay. No. No, that's why no. we're bringing it up. Okay, no. sorry. Don't see, even. Dad, that just proves my point that LJ only listens to about 50% of the things that I say <laughs> yes. on this podcast. Exactly. What was that? I think we just proved. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Nice. Well, so, yeah, so Imoni Bates. Imoni Bates, Bates. Yeah, the number one prospect in 2022 committed to Michigan State today. And I wanted to ask you, I didn't get a chance to read much more. Is that because of uh, Izzo? I mean, is that why he... I would, I would think guess that has, has a big thing to do to with be. it, right? Well, now he, the, this, this kid plays a high school ball somewhere in Ann Arbor or something, doesn't he? Somewhere in Michigan. So I think he's a Michigan kid. 
Um, but not a Wolverine. So Rizzo but, would be the what the argument, right? Here. Well, and I love Izzo, but Izzo hadn't won many NCAA championships. He just he always gets to the dance, but he he never he never dances with the he never dances the final dance. Right. Let's just say. I'm trying to look up, Dad. There's a crazy like 50 point stat line that Amoni Bates put up that was I mean just nuts. Well, I saw like he put up like 63 in a double overtime championship game or state. Uh, it was, yeah, it was like 63 points and 30 rebounds. It was something crazy. But he's just a very tall, long – Oh, he's like – kind of raw, but he can dribble. 6'9", 6'10", 215, so very thin. Has a great handle, can shoot the three, can dunk on you. I mean, and he's tall. Uh, no but at the same good. time – That's good for basketball. What, when, a <laughs> when a 2022 recruit commits in July of 2020 – Let's just, yeah. I mean, you, you know. So, wait, wait. So Arkansas could still have a chance. He's a sophomore you know? in high school right now. He's like 16 years old. I think he's about to be a junior. Wow. I think he's a, yeah, I think he's about to be a junior. Wow, that's impressive that Well, and Duke offered him in the eighth grade. I think it was Wow, Duke. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. Offered the dude's him. a stud. He's, he's a, a stud. stud. And, 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 I, and I think a good kid. Everything I've read about him, a pretty – Adjusted, you know, really good kids. So wow. I look forward to seeing him play. But I agree with you, Dad. I did think that was interesting. One, because you have a point. I, I, I like Tom Izzo, but he has had a hard – he gets to a lot of Final Fours in his career, but he hasn't won Mm-mm. a ton of them. Right. And lately he hasn't done a whole lot of dancing late in the rounds. And he's not the guy you think of as the number one recruit going to. Like, he has guys that are end up being a, a junior or senior that are really good in the tournament, whereas – you think of Kentucky and Duke oh, yeah. and Kansas and one and, and other schools like that. Yeah. yeah. In so Arkansas. I did think that yeah. was interesting that Michigan <laughs> I did think that was interesting that Michigan State was the team he chose to go with, at least for now. Me too. Me too. So that was um, speaking of college basketball though. Yes. Tom Izzo, great coach, but there's another great coach that you wanted to bring up, correct? There, there is another great coach, a that legend, a, a legend, certainly. That's a prime uh, in, segue in, in my mind. Uh, and tonight, ESPN is doing a documentary on the on one, Monday night, the, the one, the only on Monday night, the Monday night when we're recording for Eddie Sutton. Eddie Sutton uh, was who, in my mind, put University of Arkansas basketball on the map. Um, I guess he set the table, if you will, for later uh, a man such as Nolan Richardson to come along and actually win a national championship at the University of Arkansas. Uh, Eddie Sutton had those three, the trip, what they call the triplets, that certainly one of the reasons I went to the university was Sidney Moncrief, Marvin Delph, and Ron Brewer. They had some great, great seasons. Uh, in fact, took Larry Bird's uh, Indiana State Sycamores uh, I think maybe played them in the Final Four the year that Magic Johnson the and the Michigan Magic. State, uh, interesting segue there, uh, uh, Wolverines took, uh, is it Michigan State? Spartans. Spartans. Spartans beat, uh, beat uh, the, the Sycamores, beat Bird's Sycamores that year. But Eddie Sutton, was uh, he was there at Arkansas when I went. I had one occasion where I, I got to visit with him briefly during an intramural really? game. Yeah, he was up watching some intramural games. And actually, I think maybe one of his sons may have been playing, but he sat next to me and we talked just a little bit. Very cool guy. Um, That's neat. Yeah. Just kind of had a little conversation with him. And and he's a guy that, you know, had some issues. Uh, I think he it's noted he had some drinking issues that he had to overcome. Uh, he was at the helm at Oklahoma State when that plane crash, you know, occurred. Oh, wow. A large part of that team. 
unfortunately passed away in. Wow. And I know his son, Sean, just in some reading, and I think it's covered in the documentary. That's why I'm anxious to watch it. Uh, the way he handled that, he called each and every family member uh, about it and had a lot of guilt about that because he assigned who was flying on what plane, you know. Mm. Um, but Eddie yeah. Sutton was. Even if that's was, not your uh, fault, that's, yeah, that's it, hard it's to It's just deal tough. With. So I, don't, yeah. I always, always really liked Eddie Sutton. Uh, I hope it's a good documentary. I want to watch it. And just a shout out to a guy that, that I thought was a class act most, most all of his life. Well, and I have read that the documentary is going to be, it's very, uh, it, it it says you can't tell the good without telling the bad, and it talks about vulnerability and, and different things he went through in life. And I, I'm excited for it too. I think it'll be a, a cool, especially the same way the Michael Jordan documentary was for me. Except for this, even more is all I've heard is stories of Eddie Sutton. You know, yeah. I don't really know anything about him as far besides just that you really liked him and you like the triplets. So mm-hmm. it'll, I'm excited to watch it. It's set to record on mine, and I can't. I'm, I'm ready to see it. So. Um, Dad, I wanted to bring up one other thing. You you made me think about it, actually, because you talked about leg- a legendary coach. And there's another story from a legendary coach that I saw recently that I thought you might find particularly interesting. So, Dean Smith, of course, you know, of North Carolina fame. Yes. He died in 2000. Yeah. <laughs> you heard of him. He died in 2015. And when he died, this just now became known but that I that I have heard. I've never heard this before. He left $200 to each of his former North Carolina players in his will so they could, quote, enjoy a dinner out on him. Whoa, that's so cool. Yeah, I I had heard that before. I do think that had came out with some notoriety back when, but the story quickly died. Um, But, yes, he talked about a class act. Dean Smith. Every player, I think every single player was in his will. Oh, they my They cut gosh. a check to every player he ever had to go have dinner on the coach. What? I just thought that was so cool because when I already know thing. Dean Smith is like a great coach. And I've heard, I mean, everyone that talks about him talks about how great of a guy he was and stuff. And just to see that, that's just so cool. I mean, that's so just, cool. Because coaches really do. I think sometimes we, we just see, you know, especially with the one and done stuff in college basketball now. Coaches really do, though. Like, they love their players. And I think even more so back then when they stayed longer. I mean, they, they're they all little bits of family. You know, it's yeah. – They're not – Would you go sit in their family's kids, living room and tell them why you're going to be the right choice for them to become a, a grown man under your tutelage? Like, yeah, it is family. It is family up in there for sure. That's amazing. I just I, – I saw that story and I didn't know you already knew it, but I just – I knew your feelings on Dean Smith. So I was like, I had to so well, and doesn't cool that, that. Doesn't that make you think – I mean, it's kind of like something – I mean, I don't have team players, but maybe I can do something like that and like yeah. leave certain people. That That is a cool, very cool thing to do. You, you think maybe everybody on the sixth grade uh, Texarkana Cowboys team um, that won that championship <laughs> yeah. in the rain – <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Maybe you leave a little less than two hundred, or do you leave because two hundred a meal? He said, "Enjoy dinner out on him for two hundred. That's that's getting the family out to eat. I mean, I, I mean, I not if you're going to like Jordan Steakhouse, but <laughs> true, true. I don't know. You can uh, you can spend ten two hundred dollars on a good meal. Two hundred dollars yeah, is one really good meal for at least for two people, maybe yeah. four. <laughs> I got you. Well, is there anything else either one of you guys want to? Want to get off before we, we sign off? On I just, Kevin, spot? you've got me into the wire now and I've been obsessed. I don't know if this is worth putting in the episode, but Jesus, I've been into the wire and we've watched like Man, seven episodes a day. Um, It's so good. It's so good. Well, so I noticed, I noticed someone on, on this, not, not, not that, that we that share streams, but hypothetically, 
<laughs> yeah, hypothetically speaking, if we did share streaming services, I saw that someone else was like on season two episode something. I was like, huh. I was kind of hoping Dad it was was getting dipping his toes in, but I may do that. I really to. do want to watch it. I can't get Tammy too excited about it. And uh, it's but the, I, in my opinion, it is the best TV show in history. That's what I'm saying. I, I know right I now. watched the first two episodes one time, and, and it didn't just grab me. So. I think it's, um, I would say it's a lot like Game of Thrones in the sense that like once you've kind of understood who all these people are, yeah. it's a lot more enjoyable. And so like, cause I watched Game of Thrones episode three, uh, one through three, like four times before I got into the show because it was just yeah. so much to get. The Wire is a very similar show in that sense. But I mean, uh, Breaking Bad or The Wire, I picked The Wire. No question. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, may make me do it again. Pops, is there anything right now that you're, um, since we just mentioned a streaming or a, a show, I mean, is there anything you're watching? Uh, you know, I, I wa- we're watching Outlander and and enjoying it sure. and enjoying it. It had a little part where it went to France and it was all, it, I don't know, I didn't like the oh, France French. part. Ugh. Bunch of French <laughs> damn people. <laughs> Whoa, now. <laughs> yeah, careful. I'm being I'm, I'm being facetious, playfully jocular. Uh, we um, eat freedom fries in this house. That's right. <laughs> um, well- so I'm watching that. I watched Dexter. Have y'all ever seen Dexter? Oh, uh, I don't like it. I don't know I if never I like watched it or not. It. I've been told to watch it, but I've never watched it. I don't it. like it. I don't think it's Tammy's thing. Um, so I did that. And then one other thing, not on TV shows, and I'll bring this up and then I'll be done. But if you remember several pods back, I was on my Beatles kick and I'm about drawing to a close. Oh, God. I'm getting close to unveiling... My top 10 Beatles songs. Please. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. So I'm just letting you know if any of you want to brush up on a little Beatles and and have some thoughts on that, uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. Can you give us a tease? Which album is going to have the most on the top 10, you think? Uh, Abbey Road probably is going to be prominently, prominently uh, represented on the top 10. It's a very good one. Actually, though, the Magical Mystery Tour is pretty well represented. Uh, Uh, I don't know that one as well. I'll have to. Okay, good. I'm glad you said that because I'm going to definitely have to spend some time on that. Yeah. Well, and I know I've brought, since you're just bringing up music, I I know I've brought him up on many different podcasts, but still, I've recently been on the road a bunch lately and Leon Bridges, every time I listen to him, I mean, every single time I listen to him, I enjoy him more, I think. So it's too good. He's still being frequently played on my uh, Spotify. Pops, I have a question. Sure. I heard that you felt misrepresented last week on our podcast. Do you want to speak to that at all? or? Well, I'm trying to remember exactly what was said, but I think I was misrepresented on the shopping, the whole shopping <laughs> cart thing. I mean, well, your way, name definitely came up. The way I kind of heard it was just like, come on, Liv, put your shopping cart back. <laughs> you, like, like I never put it back. Like I just... And that is not the case. And and in fact, I remember hearing, I think it might have been Tracy, you know, unless it's raining, then all bets are off. <laughs> but, I want to but, say, uh, Nick, the, the thing that killed me was Nick said, well, just lift. Imagine that it's LJ and Kevin out there. And I know that wouldn't make you work any harder. <laughs> yeah, I know. Y'all were like, that's not going to help. He'd go, get a, he'd go get an extra shopping cart to leave it out of it. I, by and large, push it back. But I'm just saying that there are times when... I am helping the economy of the grocery store because somebody's got to go get those. They're paying oh, somebody God. to go round those carts up. And and I think sometimes you just have to help 
Yep, the local yeah. grocery store's like, man, Lyft's been starting to come here. We're going to need to hire another shopping cart guy here soon because Lyft just, he won't put not a damn one. I will too. I will put them back. <laughs> I make sure that they're safe and secure. And if Unemployment's cart, going if down, but 13% corral, of people are if, grocery cart wranglers in Texarkana. Is, is near, I'm putting it away. Y'all misrepresent uh, me. That's just all I'm saying. We would never purposely misrepresent you, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I think that will do it for another JPP pod. As always, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter or on our website at jpppod.com. Guys, I will holler at you next time. Peace. 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 Y'all did kind of rag. We don't you We don't you Yeah, I pretty much, I think I told Trey and Nick that 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 he never Those guys, where are uh. the-